Isn't this a wonderful day? You know, I believe God wants to make every day a miracle in your life. And of course, Sarah and I are welcoming you to today with Marilyn and Sarah. And we believe in miracles. And we have a guest today Ooh, that is really miraculous. But let me just share a testimony. Here's a woman who wrote in a request for her vehicle and that she needed another one, but she didn't have the money for it. Oh, And so, you know, you've got to have a car in the day we live in. Isn't that right? And she prayed and took it to a shop, and they said it doesn't have all that wrong with it. And they fixed it, and she's driving it, and it's awesome. We like to hear your miracles. And we have a special guest today that I'm telling you today you're going to get a miracle in this special time with you. It's true, Mom. We have Susie Larson with us today. Yes. And I love, I love, love, love what God has done in her life. Mm -hmm. You know, it reminds me where it says, Beloved, I wish you prosper in, in your soul as in your body in all things, right? Mm -hmm. And her book speaks to us and what she's lived in recently speaks to us to live in abundant life, fully alive. So I just want to encourage you. You're watching today and wherever there is a lack of life, that you are experiencing, you need to watch this, whether it's a lack of life in your finances, in your relationships, in your physical health, in your emotional well-being. Sometimes we have a lack of life in past memories and things that just seem to continually squish us and, and defeat us. God has victory and full abundant life for you today. So I want you to put your remote control down, settle back in because God wants to speak to you today and open your eyes, illuminate you, turn the light on for some areas in your life to have tremendous life and victory. Marilyn and Sarah have been covering the earth with the word on television for over 50 years. But television isn't the only way their ministry can be viewed. Today with Marilyn and Sarah can be seen on platforms such as YouTube, Roku, Fire TV, as well as podcasts on iTunes and Google. It's easier than ever to be encouraged with God's work at home, work, or on the go. You can replay any program at any time. Tune in and be blessed. Hey there, I want to encourage you to download our app on your phone. You're like, really serious? Absolutely. We have some amazing things on our app, really convenient for you. We have today's program. We have opportunities to pray for you. We have places for you to give and partner with us. We also have things that will help you know what events are coming up and group tours that you could join, as well as a Bible reading plan, daily Bible reading plan. This app is super relevant, very convenient, and super helpful for your daily living with Jesus. We are so absolutely thrilled to have Susie Larson with us as our guest today. Oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled. Honored to be Delighted. here. Delighted. Thank you. One of my all-time favorite people. Like seriously, Susie. And just not all of our audience is familiar with you. So could you just give us a quick little like thumbnail biography and then we'll jump right into today's book, Fully Alive. Love Absolutely. It. Well, I'm a wife and a mother and now a grandmother. Got three grown sons. They're all married and we're expecting our second grandchild. Um, I said this to your your crew prior to the show that I think I owe most of what I know to the school of suffering. I've walked through some pretty hard things with health challenges and some trauma um, as a child, but I'm an overcomer. I'm learning that God's promises are as potent as they've ever been. One of the things I feel like that marks my ministry, I'm a talk radio host and an author and speaker, but what marks 
everything that I do is the idea that you do have to contend for some of the things God has promised you. I think often we get stuck to our situation and identify more with it than we do the promises of God. I've had to be a fighter and it's how I have found freedom and, and really apprehended the grace of God. So you'll find the fight language a lot in, in everything that I write and say as far as not putting up with so much from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you've written, your latest book now is Fully Alive. And you said you're currently working on your 16th book. So this is 15? Correct. Nice. Fully alive. Um, walk me through. What, what, is, what is this book? What are the roots of this book? What does it come from? Well, this book really is about inner healing and that the, the premise is what happens in your soul happens in your cells. Um, I'm, I worked in the fitness industry for 15 years. And I happens in, in your, your soul. soul. Happens. So that's your mind, will, emotions. Yes, all the stuff that gathers in the soul, doctors, scientists, mm-hmm. and counselors have agreed that it pushes out into your physiology. So when Jesus uh. says that he wants to restore your soul, it's more than a good nap, even though a good nap is amazing. And I, you know, I think everybody should get a good <laughs> nap. But we have just this compilation of um, experiences, of trauma, of hurt embedded in the soul. And the, and the truth is it pushes out into the physiology and affects your body. And this really book is a book is a fruit the fruit of a massive health relapse for me. I battled Lyme disease in my early years. I had a massive relapse about three years ago. And it was in that place where God started to show me some of the things, the lies that I picked up when life let me down on a deeper level. As I interviewed doctors and counselors and did my own research, it I, I just came to a new place of revelation that when God says he wants to restore your soul, he wants to repair, replenish you beyond your wildest dreams. And I think that far too many Christians are managing symptoms. They're not getting to the, the core of what's really going on. And the world is managing symptoms too. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is a word for our day that it is time for us to contend for the freedom that God has won for us because we have a brokenhearted world that also needs their souls restored. Mm-hmm. I agree totally. And this is a good book for you to get, Fully Alive, Learning to Flourish, in your mind, in your body, and your spirit, for we are a threefold being. So why don't you call in and get the book today and leave prayer requests. We don't counsel, but we love to pray for you. So I like books. I always have three or four books I'm reading, usually at one time. So I'm excited about your book. I haven't read it yet. I need to, but I've been in and out of town. So forgive me. Oh, I will be reading it. But you need to get it. Don't you agree? I agree. And when you talk about symptoms, symptoms that we treat the symptoms, we don't necessarily treat the source, right? So what are some of those symptoms like that you're, you talk about? I mean, what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, when you think about if the devil can't have your soul because you've trusted Christ, he will do everything he can to distress your soul. And so chapters in the book are on shame, fear, worry, um, insecurity, even selfishness, because these are default places that we go when we really don't know the truth about who we are. And so every chapter I have what the Bible says, what science says, and that the, the theme throughout is I'm going to to pray for healing. I'm going to contend for healing and pray for a miracle. I'm going to position myself to do the things God wants me to do. And then I'm going to ask God to do what only he can do. And I referenced the man on the mat in John 5. And Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? And his first three words were, I can't, sir. 
And I realized as God really started to deal with me, here I am a disciplined person. I take my vitamins, I exercise. I was sick and I could not do enough to get better. And I realized I had my own I can'ts embedded in my soul. There are things, hindrances to our healing in our soul that we're not even aware of. And remember, 20 years ago, when I was begging God to heal me as a young mom with Lyme disease, the Lord whispered in my heart, I could heal you today, but you'd lose it tomorrow. I'm like, what? And he said, you don't have the infrastructure for healing because you think like a sick person. And it's true. When you have so many scary neurological symptoms. Could I stop right there? Yes. You think like a sick person. I did. Some of you think like sick persons. Yeah. Right? And, and that's the point is, especially with diseases that are, that are ongoing, the neurological symptoms were so scary to me that every time a symptom would come, I would go to what, where is this going to lead and what ifs and, and, you know, and when the Lord said, you don't have the infrastructure for healing. If I healed you today, you'd lose it tomorrow. I knew I needed to start changing the way that I thought. And I, I have such a passion for the many who are chronically ill, who need a miracle. But I want to say, you know, my son was a recipient of a medical miracle. He had a serious back injury that would have left him partially disabled. And in an instant, he was healed. But there are a lot of people that aren't getting an instant miracle. And what others have said to them is, you just, you've missed a step. You need more faith. What I'm contending to say is, God might want to bring you on a process. I needed the healing process because I had a lot of fear and emotions and anxieties tied up with my symptoms. It was a long journey. So for him to untangle some of these things, I needed that to be positioned for healing. This is who that book is for, is people that have stuffed things down for so long. And God's like, come on on a healing journey. It's no less miraculous, but we, I want to untangle some of your fears. I want to change some of your repeated thought patterns because I want renewal of the whole body, the mind, the soul, the spirit. And it is work, but it is worth it. I mean, I'm here standing on the other side of this health relapse going, I know Jesus better. I know his promises deeper. And it's worth contending for the freedom that he won for us. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage you, you might be on your own healing journey. I like what Susie said. It's a, some of us, it's a process. Mom, you always talk about process I healing. Do, yeah. And there's a lot of times healing is instant. We love that because woo, then we don't have to take any time. But a lot of times healing is a process. And so we want to encourage you, if you're struggling with healing and you're in that process, hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would strengthen your faith, but also encourage you grab this copy fully alive. Because I know this book will speak to your heart, to your soul, and really help you to think about and process a lot. And it is. It's how we think a lot of times um, and, and our outlook and our mindset. And we're shaped a lot from our upbringing and some things that have happened to us. So hop on the phone, get on the website. This book literally could be the key to your long-term, consistent, steady healing and helping you walk through that journey with tremendous victory. Get this book, get this book for people, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Cause all of us know like people yeah. who are sick, you're like sick in your mind, sick in your body, then give this to your friends, neighbors, relatives, be super, super helpful. And, you know, Susie, I remember, I think we, we started being friends a little bit at the beginning of yes. some of this journey mm -hmm. for you. And, um, that was one of the things you talked with me about was kind of some of the fear stuff. And, uh, that was part of, that has been part of this journey and overcoming and not letting fear be like dominant. Yeah, you know, the spirit of fear got to me as a child because of some trauma that I went through at the hands of teenage boys. And what I always say is the enemy sees your potential long before you ever do. You just look at how he comes against you in your childhood, you'll get a sense of the call of God on your life. And so it really revisited and amped up when this disease hit me because neurological diseases are just scary. And I, 
I'm a woman who loves God's word. I memorized the promises. I know it says, do not fear 365 days, you know, a year, but it still was easier said than done for me. But it wasn't until both of my doctors, I have a functional med doctor and a traditional medicine doctor, both Christians, who both said to me, you don't know the implications of fear on your system because I have chronic inflammation, what I'm dealing with. They said, every time you embrace fear and allow fear, you're opening the door to a cascade of an inflammatory response in your body. You don't realize this is why the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. When fear gets in, your cells run for cover. You don't even receive the nourishment from your food. And they were both saying, it is unleashing a cascade of inflammation in your body. You can't afford it. You've got to shut the door. When I heard that, I thought, I need every fighting chance that I can. So I determined to practice a zero tolerance policy on fear. And we can talk about that later if you want, but I literally shut the door painted the scene, pushed furniture in front of it. I'm like, I am not letting fear in my life again. And I had to practice it. And in due time, the spirit of fear left my life. I want to encourage you. You're watching right now and mm -hmm. struggling with fear. <laughs> Seriously, it is dominated. It's nicking and all the nipping at your heels and all that. Get on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. And we're going to continue talking about the zero tolerance policy for fear because family, we don't need to be dominated, controlled, or victimized by fear. What happens in our soul happens in our cells. Research shows that your emotional, spiritual, and physical health are tightly intertwined. Spiritual difficulties can have physical consequences, and physical illnesses can have emotional and even spiritual ramifications. For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you Fully Alive by Susie Larson. Providing a fresh vision of what a flourishing life looks like, Susie shares practical, biblical ways to replace defeating thoughts with redemptive ones, overcome stress, and embrace God's peace. Trade unhealthy habits for new life-giving practices and much more. We will also send you Marilyn's CD teaching, Beauty for Ashes, and her book, God's Prescription for a Hurting Heart. Be encouraged that healing from hurts, sorrows, disappointments, and failures is promised to you. For your gift of $1,000 or more, we will send you the beautifully framed canvas print of the Valley Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. The colors of the forest and the light of the morning sun surrounding this simple house of worship reminds us of the beauty in God's creation. Embrace the health, freedom, and wholeness God has for you. Call or click today to receive this encouraging resource. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God. With a passion for the Bible and the gift of teaching, Sarah brings a new perspective to articulate God's life-giving revelation to our modern moment. God's heart relentlessly reaches all our hidden places and changes us from the inside out. And Living Genuine Love is equipping people with resources and tools that empower them to walk in this intimate relationship with God. Sarah is a powerful scholar and spirit-led teacher with a gift and passion that takes her many places around the world to bring lasting change to each of us who are craving the transformative love of God. At Living Genuine Love, we're committed to seeing you walk in a vibrant relationship with God every day. Learn more about Sarah Bowling and her ministry, Living Genuine Love, by visiting sarahbowling.org or call us at 800-627-1995. I think your life is going to be changed by this program. You say, why? Because I think we wrestle and we don't know how to rest in God. So I love your book, Fully Alive, because we have to learn to flourish mind, body, and spirit that you have. But a big part of this is learning to rest in God. 
and you really deal with that. Help us with that. Boy, Marilyn, I appreciate that question so much. Again, as someone who's disciplined and fighting for health, because I have things I believe God wants me to do, in the middle of this health relapse, I was having these involuntary surges of anxiety because my body chemistry was so messed up. And I was begging God. I wasn't sleeping at night. I, I And during the days, there was not rest in my spirit because my body was so messed up. And I'm like, Lord, you promised wisdom. And I need a battle strategy. So I'm going to count on you. Can you give me a battle strategy? And he downloaded this. And I really believe it's for somebody today. This might be a word for you today. But he said this, you rest while I work. You feast while I fight. And you wait to take flight. You rest while I work. Well, Psalm 4610, it says, cease striving or be still and know that I am God. And we often hear that verse in the context of beautiful, quiet music. But if you read the whole chapter, it's God's voice thundering over the storm. And the be still or cease striving, what that means is to let go, sink down, relax, and in some cases, be quiet. So when you look at rest, not only the importance of a consistent bedtime and doing whatever you can do to get sleep at night, that's critical. But I'm saying living out of a heart at rest you have to look at the places where there is soul unrest, where there's striving. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's health, maybe it's your vocation or your future. Whenever you're in a place of soul unrest, your default is to go to striving. And in that place, he's saying, you rest. So that means let go, sink down, relax. In some cases, be quiet while I work. You have to be quiet if the words you're saying in your unrest are contrary to what God is saying. Sometimes the most faith step you can take is to be quiet if all you can say is contrary to what God is saying. So you rest and then you watch God fight for you in those places. And then he says, you feast while I fight. Well, in Psalm 23, I think it's verse six, where it says he prepares a table for you on the presence of your enemy. That table translates a king's table for royal use and sacred use. So when you're in the battle and the enemy is taunting you, that's another place you get out of rest. You get into restlessness. You're running for cover. He's saying, no, in that place, I want you to feast. I want you to come to the table. And it's a king's table by royal invitation. So picture Jesus setting up a king's table, coming onto your battlefield, putting his table there, looking at that enemy with steel in his eyes, going, she belongs to me. He belongs to me. We're actually going to feast right now. And I'm going to take care of this battle. And then you wait to take flight once again. When you want to try to force an outcome, when you want to get ahead of God, it takes a certain kind of rest and assurance in God to say, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up in a strength they've never known before. That battle strategy got me through because there's times where he wanted me to feast. There's times he wanted me to just entrust my future to him. There's times where he wanted me just to have a good nap, go for a walk, where you're just interrupting your striving path to do something else. And even brain, brain science says when you get into a restless state, the best thing you can do to interrupt that is to interrupt it, do something different. So if you're finding yourself striving about something, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, belly laugh, listen to one of Sarah's jokes, <laughs> but do something different. You're actually interrupting right. the pathway of restlessness and anxiety. So that battle strategy saved me in my battle. Mm -hmm. And I love this. It says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Amen. So he anoints our head, and that's what you're showing Amen. us here. And then when you look behind you, you have goodness and mercy behind Amen. you. You know, yeah. and they don't leave you. That's right. They are there. And you share that so beautifully. I would love for you to call in and just share a quick prayer request. And maybe it has to do with your husband or your children or grandchildren, your wife. And, you know, we want to believe God for your family to be affected by this. 
this really affects your household. You want household faith? This is excellent for that. So call in, leave your prayer request quickly, but don't, don't just get one book. You know, come on, folks, let's pass it on. And we know people who desperately need this, don't you? I'm sure you do. Don't you have some kind of mean relatives? I, <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't have said that. Forgive me. But anyway, get three or four books. And I would say to you, pass it on. Pass it on. I love passing it on. So I'm always passing on books because books will work while you sleep. And the other thing, too, I wanted to ask you about, Susie, was fear, right? The zero, you mentioned that a little bit, a little bit ago about zero tolerance policy with fear. How do you, how do you, how do you implement that? I mean, well, we like it, but yes. how do we do it? Well, thank you for asking, because that, again, was, it's easier said than done for someone who's battled fear their whole life, you know? But what I studied the brain science about it, when you have, whatever your most repetitive thoughts are, it's like you're forming grooves in your brain. And what's absolutely amazing is you can believe a lie, and if you repeatedly rehearse, maybe people don't like me, or I'm just going to keep getting sicker and sicker, your brain will look for evidence to back up your lie, to make it a fact, even if it's false evidence. And so once I realized my most consistent thoughts, every time I'd have a neuro neurological symptom, I'd go to fear. I was forming a trench in my brain. And what happens is it becomes a four-lane superhighway, which suddenly you become triggerable. Your brain is looking for all kinds of evidence to back up the fear that you have. The only way to get rid of that from a physiological standpoint is to put a road close sign. And I knew that because it takes about 30 to 40 days for your brain to go to delete that neural pathway because you're no longer using it. Your body is just that way. Use it or lose it. So I'll I say that again. How many days? About 35 to 40 days for your brain to reframe a new neural pathway. And so I knew I couldn't be inconsistent with it because I wanted out of this thing. And then again, you look at scripture, you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in the worst part of my my fight in the worst part of these very, very scary symptoms. I put a row close sign. I'm like, I don't care if this feels true. I don't, I'm putting a zero tolerance policy by putting a row close sign. So every time symptoms would come that would scare me, I would say, God is good. His promises are true and he will always make a way for me. I kept rehearsing it and rehearsing it. And what's so amazing to me, literally by about the 40th day, when symptoms would come, my instinctive reaction was faith. It was not instinctive to go to fear anymore. And that fear is out of my life. It is a miracle to me, but I learned it through understanding both the physiology and the spiritual side mm -hmm. of this battle. Wow. Now, listen, how do you close the road? You know, because all of us need to put up road close signs Indeed. on different things, a fear and anxiety, maybe disappointments in ourselves and other people. So I want to encourage you to get five or six books because books are missionaries. You give people candy, you make them fat. You give them <laughs> flowers, they wilt. But if you give them God's word, you give them something that has to do with their destiny. Please call in. It's very important. Don't you agree? Yeah. This book is very important. The other thing I love about this book, Susie, is I love at the end of every chapter how much application you give us. I mean, the application part is... Every bit is accessible and relevant and, and you put it in immediate usage, like how to do this. And I love, of course, I love that it's deeply framed in the word. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for writing this, being honest. Mm. Cause it's, I think that's the other thing is it's out of your personal journey. 
It's the rawest book I've ever written. Mm. But I believe that we as God's people have to start believing his promises are true and contend for it right now because there is a wave of anxiety and fear and we need to be able to minister from that place. But as long as we're running for cover as well, we won't have, we can't impart what we don't possess. So it's time to possess the things he's promised us. Mm-hmm. And I think with fear, we fight or flight. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and I think for those of you watching right now, maybe some of you are watching and you've been running, you run away by escaping, you escape to, and we have all kinds of things we escape to. We escape to food, we escape sometimes to exercise, sometimes entertainment, sometimes to books. We We have all kinds of escape mechanisms and that can be an indicator of fear. Another indicator of fear is we can fight. Uh, where we get at odds when we're cranky and we're prickly and we're contrarian and we're just, everything is conflict. And if you're watching right now and you find yourself doing one of those two things, it's like kind of this reoccurring pattern behavior. I want to encourage you to hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you that God would lead you into truth. And I love this. Holy spirit is the spirit of truth and leads us into truth. So we want to pray with you that you would be a son, a daughter, walking in truth, following Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14, we follow Holy Spirit into truth and that takes residence in our heart rather than the deception. So hop on the phone, get on the website. We want to pray for you. And of course, grab how many, like five copies. This is great for your Bible studies, Sunday school group. You want all the copies you can get. It will help you today. What happens in our soul happens in our cells. Research shows that your emotional, spiritual, and physical health are tightly intertwined. Spiritual difficulties can have physical consequences, and physical illnesses can have emotional and even spiritual ramifications. For your gift of $30 or more, we will send you Fully Alive by Susie Larson. Providing a fresh vision of what a flourishing life looks like, Susie shares practical, biblical ways to replace defeating thoughts with redemptive ones, overcome stress, and embrace God's peace. Trade unhealthy habits for new life-giving practices and much more. We will also send you Marilyn's CD teaching, Beauty for Ashes, and her book, God's Prescription for a Hurting Heart. Be encouraged that healing from hurts, sorrows, disappointments, and failures is promised to you. For your gift of $1,000 or more, we will send you the beautifully framed canvas print of the Valley Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. The colors of the forest and the light of the morning sun surrounding this simple house of worship reminds us of the beauty in God's creation. Embrace the health, freedom, and wholeness God has for you. Call or click today to receive this encouraging resource. This is a very important moment for your life. So just settle down there. What is a real passion in your heart from hearing this program? I mean, it's just, you know, you say, I'm scratchy. I'm going to ask, Susie, if you would just pray for scratchy places. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So get ready. Put your hand on your heart. Susie's going to pray for you. If I could just say quickly too, I believe there's somebody watching today that you've given up hope for any kind of healing and you're settling in thinking you have to wait till heaven. And I don't believe that's true. I believe God has freedom for you. But I'm going to pray for everybody. Father, I just thank you in the name of Jesus, that you're the healer, that your promises Mm -hmm. are as potent as they've ever been. And I pray that you'd reach down from on high, Lord God, touch Mm -hmm. those places that need redemption, that need restoration, that need healing. Show us what our I can'ts are, the hindrances in our own soul that are keeping us from the best of what you have. Lord, you said that we are supposed to plan for the future in the face of our fears, that you've got a plan to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us a hope in a future. I pray hope would make a comeback today in every heart and soul listening today. 
Give us a vision, Father God, for what our next place of promise looks like. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And I want to just kind of dovetail on that. The verse that you just prayed is Jeremiah 29, 11. And it says, I know, got to put my glasses on so I'm <laughs> accurate here. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for calamity, to give you hope and a future. God has a good future for you. It's not bad. It's not evil. It's not wicked. It's not hopeless. It's full of life and genuine love for you.